This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Future Talk podcast. Future Talk. Future Talk. With Omiyal Saleh and Hany Balkis on Pulse 95. Yes, just a future talk right here on Pulse 95, where we bring you the latest in tech, gadgets, AI, and everything that has a computer in it or <laughs> that is going all the way to space. Now, today is a very special day because it's future talk. Every day on future <laughs> talk is a special day. But why is it Omnia or what are we bringing to the listeners right here on Pulse95? Well, we have a packed day and we are going to start with a story away from COVID-19 to give you a little bit of an entertainment segment. We're going to be talking about a limited edition 3D printed Japanese sweets. Now, we all know we all crave those sweets at the end of the night. And who wouldn't want a suite that could reflect the weather of the day. Yes, indeed. And it's all being done by a 3D printer. You can't say that every day that you've <laughs> ate from the hands or the claws of a 3D printer. But what else do we have in store? Today is very, very crazy because we're going to be telling you guys coming back to the COVID-19 with our gadget of the day on how there is a phone soap that is selling quick amid the COVID-19 coronavirus scare. Yes, indeed. It was out of stock, but it got restocked recently, and there is a very limited amount. So if you are very keen on getting your cell phones and gadgets cleaned up, you might just want to snatch one yourself. But if you are one of those students who is currently struggling with writing down all the notes that is being said by your teacher or professor um, during online learning, you might just want to tune into our apps all around because we have an application that is definitely going to come in handy. Yes, indeed. So stay tuned right here on Pulse95. And if you have any questions for us, 4215 And if you cannot text us in for any reason possible, at Pulse95 Radio on Instagram. Taking a short break, but we'll be back. You're listening to Pulse95. Europe has the right to repair. Now they're tackling phones and gadgets because the EU wants a right to repair. Now, what does that mean? Now, a lot of people, just as Omnia said a little while ago, that they want to replace, we replace things that aren't broken. Right? We, no, we instead of fixing we, things, we yeah, throw them away. We throw them away. Now, yeah. the European wants you to think twice about doing that. Now, the, they announced a plan that would require manufacturers of electronic products, and that goes from smartphones to even dryers, to offer more repairs, upgrades, and ways to reuse existing products. Now, instead of encourage, consu- encouraging consumers to buy new ones, now a lot of people do that. And I was victim to that back in I- when I had the iPhone True. 6 and it was slowing down. I had to go and buy the iPhone 7 because there was no way to repair it. We wouldn't think with- of repairing it. We'll just immediately think, you know what? The new iPhone is out. Let me go ahead and yeah, buy it. There was no way to repair it with cost efficient. If I wanted to repair it, it would cost me Twice as almost the price would, of a new phone. If, if I bought, if I put an, an extra five hundred dollars, yeah. I would have got a new phone. But the right to repair is part of a wide-ranging policy package, which is known as the Green Deal, and it was actually introduced this month. And it is the latest example of the European Union's ambitions to promote a more sustainable economic growth and to prevent waste. Now, this is not only to tackle these big tech companies, it's to make us go more green. And it even extends its standards to the right to repair and obligations on the manufacturers of some large appliances. Now, 
It hasn't become a law yet, but looking it, at it, it they're, they're thinking yeah, about to it. To become a law, they would actually need to win the approval of the United European Union's Parliament and the governments of the 27 member states, mm-hmm. which is a process that would, you know, take about four years, according to a few experts. But there is hope uh, that they want to make sure that all the products that are placed on the European Union market are ones that are a designed to last a lot longer, b to be easy to repair and upgrade, and c easier to recycle and easier to reuse. Now, now, manufacturers like Apple take old iPhones back when consumers buy a new one, but the, U, the EU plans wants them to go one step further. And if implemented this law, it would encourage consumers to buy less and to keep a product in use as long as possible and actually to encourage industries to consider recycling only when a device is no longer usable now with the right to repair upgrading a phone software replacing the battery of a tablet or even buying a new display for a laptop instead of changing the whole device would become easier and you know, i like it the thing is it's all great news but at the same time i feel like for this to really be implemented we as a as a society need to change the way we think because you know upgrading to a new phone or a new laptop has become more or less of a trend you know, you get bored of your phone, you buy a new one. If your friend got a new phone and you like the specs, you're immediately going on the mm. Apple store and buying a new one. Yeah, but but when you have this law for ease of access of when something is broken or not going up to your standards of performance, now you have the right to repair and the right to go and see why your phone is, uh, is, is throttling down and you're not getting the same speed as before. But text us in on 4215, let us know. With the right to to repair, would you be more inclined to fix your old phones or are you still going to go ahead and buy a new one? If you couldn't text us in on 4215, share your thoughts with us on our Instagram page at Pulse95 Radio. Yes, indeed. We're going to leave you right now with Who by Love right now on Pulse95. Check this out. It's the Pulse 95 radio, and it is Future Talk, the best place to be, but not at three, at two. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, that is Armando Dura. I just stole his intro and his outro, but we're going to check this out, and we're going to be telling you about a limited edition 3D printed. Now, with 3D printing, we talk a lot about houses, we talk a lot about <laughs> gadgets, but you've never heard about sweets, and not like any Japanese sweets. sweets? Uh, my my dad actually went to Japan a lot around last year, and he did brought, brought, bring me some Japanese sweets. They Do you were like okay. their cheesecake, the fluffy cloud-looking cheesecake. They, they, they were okay. I've tried <laughs> in a couple of, uh, of places. Okay. Yes. Okay. Now, yeah. So let's talk about 3D printed Japanese sweets. Now we all know that in Japan. Japan definitely doesn't hold back when it comes to sweets. Anyone who's visited it or even tried out their sweets, specifically their Japanese, the Japanese cheesecake, they are to die for. And these creations, edible creations, are not only, you know, carefully crafted to exhibit uh, the Japanese flavors, their uh, power of sweetness, but also their culture. Now, in Japan, for those of you who don't know, they really like to incorporate uh, weather data when it comes to their sweets. So in the past, they used to design their sweets based on the weather 
of that day. So any baker would actually go ahead, check what the weather is like for the day, and then create sweets that would fit uh, the, you know, it would reflect what the weather is like. So they will either create clouds, uh, base, you know, cloud-looking sweets or sun-looking sweets if it was sunny that day. Now we would have uh, sun-looking sweets all year. Oh, yeah. All we have is the sun at yes, this point. Yes, indeed. Um, but sweets designed based on the weather in Japan uh, were actually becoming a trend. And with 3D printing becoming a reality, one company called Cyber Wagashi, um, Wagashi means Japanese sweets, a food tech project was created uh, where the organization actually collaborated with businesses and universities to digitize our experience of food. So they created a 3D printer that creates a one-of-a-kind Japanese sweets. So it has a special algorithm that will go ahead and process what is the weather today, will take into account the different weather factors, and will create a sweet that is completely edible and that looks just like the weather of that day. I like it. I like it a lot. And especially, it's crazy. Now, this is why it's on the Tech This Out segment. We're bringing you the weirdest stuff in the digital world. Now, who would know 3D printing would make you or help you build a suite now building a suit now i say building because 3d printing has been known to build things but we never heard about building suites based now, on the weather let alone based on the weather that is crazy 4215 let us know if you would eat something built by a 3d printer baked printer, by a 3D printer. printer. that's quite interesting printer. that is the key word right now 3d printer um, it takes into account different factors of the weather. So uh, when the when the printer creates these suites, it will take into account temperature, wind speed, uh, the pressure of the air on that day. So let's say it created a suite that had round, rounded petals. So the rounded petals will actually reflect having high pressure of wind that day. If the petals were angled, it actually reflects low pressure systems. If let's say there is a high wind speed on that day, that means that the bottom layer of of your cookie let's say is going to be a lot thicker than if you had you know a lot less wind um, that day if you have a high temperature the suite itself will look blue if it's cold and if you had a, a hot weather that day the suite will actually come out in a red color so in other words you could basically end up ordering a visual representation of the weather in tokyo on the day you went to try it on and every day you visit the shop um, the suite will look completely different and they can even make designs of the weather of the past or the weather forecast so what the weather could look like in a day or two which is honestly very very cool makes marketing of any restaurant a lot more different and if you want to buy it it's going to cost you around 3,000 yen which is around 100 dirham so it's pretty pricey for a suite but it's a unique experience it's, it's a unique experience it's a special type of thing not every day can you say you ate from a 3d printer's machine or hand or whatever you want to call it <laughs> 4215 let us know what you think and if you got text him for any reason possible at pulse95 radio on instagram we're going to be taking a short break but when we come back we're going all speech to text right here on pulse 95 you're, you're listening, listening to pulse 95 pulse 95 gadget of the day new tech you might want to play with Whatever you touch with your hands, food, bacteria, dust, they can all be transferred to your cell phone. Basically, I think, Annie, you said an interesting fact a few days ago about how dirty our gadgets can be. Yes, they're dirtier than a toilet seat. 
I apologize to anyone who's eating, but this is the truth. And there is actually a growing discussion about how should we keep our phones sanitized. The World Health Organization, along with Apple, actually suggested that we clean up our phones twice a day. Once in the morning and once right before we go to bed. It's like Simply, brushing your teeth. Yeah, basically. Because honestly, with e-learning, with remote working, we're constantly using our phones and laptops. And you never know what surface is your phone being placed on. A lot of people take their phones to the toilet, which again means twice as much uh, twice as many germs but apart from using clorox wipes and uh, isopropyl 70 percent we some people have been purchasing a gadget called the phone soap uh, which is basically a device cleaning machine it uses uv light it was out of stock for about two weeks now and they just restocked it on amazon which is actually quite interesting that someone would go so far as to purchase a machine that could sanitize their phone now looking at the price it's a hefty 325 really? dirhams 125 300 325 that, that's crazy i just found i don't know if it's the same one but I'm, I'm looking on Amazon right now. It's a phone soap, two point. It's a charger and a uh, sanitizer. Okay, okay, there's one that's not. And yeah, I just found it. The phone soap 2.0 charger and sanitizer. It goes for 325 dollars just has Plus only shipping. a set <laughs> with shipping. And uh, all prices are including VAT. But uh, I mean, what you, don't, can you, it don't do? have, you don't have to go for that one, though. There's a lot of other. It's a big market, yeah, by the way. But this is the one that look, the interesting thing is the product itself. It states that it can kill any germ on the phone because it basically showers your phone with UV light, which it has been proven to basically help yes. kill the coronavirus. Now, now, the phone soap does kill 99.9.9.9.9 percent of household germs, including mm. E. coli and salmonella. But... Now, it hasn't been tested that it kills uh, the COVID-19 virus, yet people are still purchasing it like crazy. Yeah, well, granted, I don't feel like everyone has uh, the, the, the accessibility to the COVID-19 virus yet. Yeah, not everyone has yes. the virus, but... No, I mean I mean companies to test it out oh, on. Oh, yeah, yes. makes sense. Um, not, not that, but uh, they did test it against bacteria and did found it to be effective, mm -hmm. but she did say eliminating COVID-19 would likely require a much larger UV-C dose than what is commercially available, mm -hmm. which is on the phone. So, but... Uh, the way based it on looks the data, interesting. Ha, the, mm. Based on, on the data that scientists do have on other coronavirus, such as SARS, uh, to get that much UVC uh, light, uh, it's, it's, it's pretty hard. You'd have to leave your phone in the tested phone soap model for over two hours. And I don't think a lot of people oh, will keep wow. their phone for over two hours because our phone is not a luxury anymore, but a necessity. 4215, let us know. Would you leave your phone on the charge or on the phone soap for more than two hours? I wouldn't. Personally, I wouldn't use the device. But... Uh, she Maybe did. before bed, you can just let it sanitize for a few hours. Yeah, she said, uh, but but the, the 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 CEO said that uh, checking with phone makers first. However, Apple did say, just as Omnia said, that it was safe to clean hard, non-porous surface on its devices, such as displays and keyboards, with a 70% isopropyl alcohol wipe or even Clorox disinfecting wipes. But the company did warn against using bleach and allowing oh, moisture yes. to get in openings or submerging iPhones and products. Phone hygiene is definitely very important because research actually has shown that our mobile devices can carry antibiotic resistant bacteria. So not just the coronavirus, but also bacteria in general. And even though the revenue for phone soap, it has been bought 20, uh, the revenue increased 20 times higher in this, you know, this year than in the same period last year, simply because of the COVID-19 scare. 
As Hani mentioned, though, apart from all these gadgets, they can be very pricey and not as effective. You know, it's not been proven that the phone soap can protect us against COVID-19. All we need is honestly A, consistency, and B, just constantly wiping down our phone with any alcohol swab or a Clorox wipes. Yes, stay safe, ladies and gentlemen, but we're going to be taking a short break. But I'm going to leave you all with a song. And it's called To Die For by <laughs> Sam Smith. We'll die for cleanliness. Ladies and gentlemen, Pulse 95. Let's get it. You're listening to Pulse 95. Pulse 95. Gadget of the day. New tech you might want to play with. Pulse 95. New apps that you might want to play with. I just wanted to have a little bit of remix. Let's get it. Pulse 95. Apps all around. What's worth a click and download? Yes, ladies and gentlemen, what's worth a click and download? Not gadget of the day. I was just testing y'all to see if you're with the apps all around the world. Now, we are speaking right now. But mm-hmm. what if you could have subtitles under what I was saying? Or if you could have every word that has is being said on Future Talk typed down. Now, we all know... Especially when it comes to e-learning, it's go- it's becoming very uh, t- uh, notes heavy. So students are having to uh, go ahead and write down all the notes that are being said by their teacher or by their professor. And especially when it comes to certain languages like Arabic, it's very very hard to type or write very quickly. We ha- honey is really taking COVID nineteen precautionary measures right now. Yes, I have medical. How's gloves the glove on. going? I have it on. It doesn't look nice though. It doesn't? It doesn't feel nice when you take it off. That's the issue. No, I like it when I take it off. I feel clean. You feel clean? Yes. Well, we're going to keep up with the, uh, what's it called? Hand gestures using the glove. But moving back to Speech Texter. It is an application that is helping all students around the globe, especially when it comes to writing down the Arabic language uh, from our own dialogue into uh, words or letters on our papers. Because Speech Texter is a multilingual speech-to-text application. So it can basically transcribe any type of document, book report, blog post, using your voice or your teacher's voice. Now, Speech Texter's custom dictionary actually will help you enter short commands uh, so that you can constantly be using so you can constantly use this data uh, so you, so you can include punctuation marks phone numbers addresses etc now voice to text software is definitely going to be valuable for those who have difficulty using their hands so that could be you know if you have any uh, physical disability people with dyslexia uh, people with disabilities that limit the use of conventional input devices and it's definitely going to help minimize your writing efforts quite significantly who likes to write nowadays not yes, many people I, I use speech to text a lot actually i use it when speech i'm driving texter? yes i use it i use speech to text when i'm driving a lot if i'll be driving i need to send a lengthy text message i'll be Yes, 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 yes. I say whatever I want to say, and, then and send I it. send it because now we're at that time where speech-to-text technology is very advanced, and it can pick up various accents, various exactly. languages, Arabic accent. It can go from the Emirati dialect to all the way to the Jordanian, Palestinian, Syri- Syrian, Lebanese, whatever dialect you have or whatever mm-hmm. accent you have. And I suggest that people who don't like writing notes because I did not like writing notes back in the university days. Especially in Arabic. It's very annoying to type out notes in Arabic. Um, So speech texture can definitely come in handy but it can also support over 60 languages. So any language that comes to mind Filipino, English, Finnish, French, 
Danish, I mean Croatian, Chinese, Arabic, Armenian, the list only goes only goes on. We have, you know, Swedish, Swahili, Ukrainian, Turkish. Swedish fish. Yes, so uh, everyone, get on that speech texture. You can find it on the Google Play Store and App Store, and you can download it and then try. I like to use it a lot because sometimes I like to test whether or not these speech detectors are up to date or if they're good at all. But most of the time they are, but I just like I just like to play with it a lot. Honey, and, one uh, question though. Yeah. What's the only place to be at three? The halftime show with Omar Adouri. <laughs> now welcome to the show, Omar Adouri. He is I said, live. Welcome to the show, Omar. From the Pulse 95 How are you guys Studios. Doing? <laughs> How are you doing? Live from the Pulse 95 Studios. I'm good, alhamdulillah. What's happening? Nothing much. We just put the song for you. Amazing. This is my tune, actually. Yes. Yeah, so tell <laughs> us, what are we going to see at three? Okay, we're going to see. Or what are we going to listen at well, three? It's great you're putting this tune on because I'm going to have a fighter on the show. Really? Ooh. She's a Muay a Thai she. champion. Okay. And she represents more than just fighting because uh, she also wears a hijab as well. No way! Which is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So she's, uh, she's, she's really, really good. And I can't wait to get her on board. Uh, you'll notice the accent is familiar as well, so you have to tune in and see what accent she's got. Is accent is familiar. Yeah. Oh, is she Egyptian? She is Egyptian. Okay. But her accent isn't Egyptian. It's British. That's right. Ooh. I like okay, that a lot, Omar. Okay. Wait, wait, is she Egyptian or Mauritanian? What? <laughs> where'd yes. you find where'd you find <laughs> Omnia? <laughs> no, she's Egyptian, but she was brought up in the UK and okay. she's out here at the moment residing and uh, she's I a Muay Thai champion. More. See, that's the word. So she's not more. What is a Muay Thai champion? A Muay Thai champion. Muay Thai like champion. A, it's a, it's a form Muay of martial arts. It's a martial arts, like mixed martial arts, yeah. MMA. Oh, oh, okay. Well, it's perfect, Omni, you say that because you can find out a lot more about that on the halftime show. <laughs> three to four, she's going to be on live with me. I'll the be only tuning place in. to be at three. Right? With? I'm going to do it. Yes, that's you, brother. Why are you looking at me like that? I don't know. You, you, I thought it was like a trick question. You're like, with, with, with. with, with. with, with I'm going to do it. The only place to be at three at Pulse 95. Stay tuned right here on Pulse 95. This is Pulse 95. Tune in live every weekday from 2 p.m.